Okay, this morning's Dharma talk is titled, Mind Your Own Business. Mind your own business. I'm not saying that you, you see something terrible happening to someone that you can't, shouldn't interfere with that. Possibly you should. You can step in and protect someone. So situationally, very much situationally how we do things, how we could do things, how it may be best to do that. I sometimes say, often say, don't do anything unless you have to. And that way, if you don't have to do it, then you're more likely to be seeing all the detail of the very uh, um, uh, less noticeable parts of that situation that may, um, because of your, of your respect for what is happening, may cause you to enter into it, or it may, you may stay out of it, but working through your awareness, working through your awareness, lead with your awareness, your thought patterns or your thought, your thinking process is just fine in the backseat. Don't kick them out. You're going to need it. Sometimes they might even, that thought process to use that same image might step right in and take over. You might need that kind of thinking process. But when thinking process is in the service of ego and paranoia, uh, and especially the paranoia that no longer looks like paranoia, even you've even got other people fooled. They don't know you're operating out of fear because you cover it up so well. You have a really nice look on your face all the time. Am I being sarcastic? Yes, I am. Is my tone changing? Somebody's been telling me lately. Your tone is changing. Yes, it is changing. It's likely to keep doing that. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. That being said, welcome. <laughs> so I, my intention here is to help you, not to harm you or make life more difficult for you. But sometimes the, what shows up from this area here may be more difficult. Give it a break. Give me uh, give me the benefit of the doubt. At least start that way. Uh, don't particularly care particularly care for what he said or what he just said. You could give it a little bit of time and not some kind of walking perfection by any means. So minding your own business doesn't mean that you ignore everything. It might mean just the other way around. You actually are very, very attentive attentive to everything that's going on. At the end of your fingers, at the end of other people's fingers, a per person's body motion, not body language. I'm not going to use that, just the motion. Because the language, it means, well, it must mean this, it must mean that. That's a misunderstanding of body language. I'm not saying there aren't people, I think there's even a television show where they, you know, a lot of different claims about, well, if they're doing this, or if they're doing that, or if they're doing that, and this, this, that means this, this means that. So you can analyze people, figure them out. Probably works, I don't know. So the fundamental idea here, use that word a lot, is to train your mind to see clearly. So you don't need me, you don't need anybody. You don't need anyone to determine your path in life. You actually see it, it actually shows up right in front of you and you actually proceed in that way. And other people may look and say, what, what, what are you, why is this happening? Why are you doing that? This doesn't make any sense. 
but you, you might listen to them, you might consider what they're saying, but you really understand what it is you're doing in, in any given situation or what you are saying. It, it's a slow transition from relative confidence, right and wrong, good and bad. What, what do you think about what I'm thinking about what you're thinking? I don't know. Can you give me a clue as to what would look best if I said I was thinking this about what you were thinking? Or would that be wrong? You'd be offended by that? On and on. You know, I don't need to tell you the labyrinth of social interaction between people in any situation that is always compromising what your Buddha nature, your, your wisdom mind. You compromise your wisdom mind by grasping at relative truth, relative lies. And it's not that they're not there. Of course they are. And most people are only going to be able to live with relative truth as their guideline. To move the to move the awareness of the wisdom mind into the driver's seat is very scary because if wisdom doesn't know where she's going, well, she she knows where she's going. That it's not wisdom. That's relative. That's the thinking process. That's the, the very low level, you know, two degrees below centigrade. That's a very, very low level of paranoia. And you can't get rid of any of that. And the other amazing thing is you don't need to get rid of anything. You don't need to get rid of paranoia. You don't get, need to get rid of your ego or of your, you don't need to get rid of anything. Well, you might want to clean out your basement. Or not. So the idea with this topic is to not only say a few words about it, which is what I'm doing, but also to, I like to do this with people, not just yell at you, as I've been doing, uh, but I like to interact with you and say, bring, bring me your, uh, understanding in the form of a question, which you might think is misunderstanding, but might be understanding about what it is you don't understand, which is another kind of understanding. Jeez, I'm bowing. With minding your own business, sometimes, how do we mind our own business in a way that's not about um, ignoring what we think we're perceiving, Bowen? So I'd have to make up a story about it. You're talking with someone and you're watching, you're listening, and you notice you, you, your awareness is such that you're actually aware of, uh, of your uh, reaction, a knee-jerk reaction to what someone's saying or doing. You're just noticing that, but you don't bring that into some kind of a a container called a conclusion. You don't conclude anything. Uh, you have you you are able through your sitting practice of meditation, through your study of the Dharma, you're able to. And it's not a maintenance, but you're able to just be in that situation of not knowing what's going to happen. So more with the idea of business. Is there a fundamental business as opposed to well, that's your business and this is my business? That's kind of a not a difficult, uh, it's not an easy uh, uh, term on your business. It's just that it's so well known. That's why I'm using it. And when you approved of it, didn't you? 
So what is that that fundamental business that we should be really giving our mind? Just to? receive. Just receive. Receive everything. And then if you're just on receive, fundamentally on receive, starting uh, the practice by receiving the thoughts that arise in your mind stream as you're facing a wall. Receive what's happening in the, in the book studies, which is the, the way of bringing that awareness into uh, the intellectual part of the teachings. The Four Noble Truths, the Eight Philip Path, the Twelve Links, the Five Skandhas, and so on that you've all been studying. I didn't answer your question. You can ask it again. Chase, I'm buying. Is there a way to go into the um, the heart of what is arising without being seduced by the relative appearance? If something arises that's difficult for me, and I assume that it's my business. It's easy to get caught in the relative aspect of it. I'm wondering if there's a way to go deeper into what's actually showing up. So a lot of sitting. And then the other way is to slow down. So if you need to go, go deep rather than, rather, rather than jump into that or push into that or aggressively go there, uh, allow that situation to draw you in by your ability to receive what is happening. You receive what is happening, then you, the very dependent origination Pratitya Samadpada, the very dependent origination that created these nostrils, that caused this to happen, that caused this incense smoke, that which most people can't see, but is right in front of me. Information, information, content might not be there, but the information is there. She is unbowing. Where do we slow down? Immediately. Is there uh, something we can use body to slow down? What do we slow down? You can, you can, you can um, don't maintain it, but you can touch on your sense fields. As I often say, gravity, uh, gravity is not abandoning you. Don't abandon gravity. So be aware that there's, there's a force as we know it, or as we understand it, or as we're told, pulling us towards the center of the earth. Powerful. So you're, even, uh, I can't remember the Zen master's name now that had one book put out, his students uh, managed to get that out of him. He wouldn't let them publish anything else. It was, uh, it was Leonard Cohen's teacher. He lived to be 106. Joshu Sasaki Roshi, exactly. He uh, had a book called Buddha's the Center of Gravity. That came out in 1974. It was just a way of returning people to very, very elemental uh, objects of our five sense consciousnesses so that you can, because the five senses are, are in what, what we commonly call the present moment. If there's a movement there, sound, there, there's no thinking around. Thinking doesn't, doesn't come with a little bundle of thoughts. The sixth consciousness, the seventh and the eighth, add that on to further elaborate on that so that we can feel like we are the I'm the person who's hearing the sound. Not only that, I'm the person who made the sound. And I'm the person who received this as a gift from a tree. So slowing way down and watching what moves, start on the cushion, watch what moves there. You get up off the cushion and go into your everyday situation, whether it's with Sangha, with your family, with your coworkers, uh, wherever it's at. As much as you can, you've heard me say this hundreds of times, just receive, listen, smell, taste, touch, 
and even think, even receive your own thought patterns without any addition to the thought pattern. It can be quite uncomfortable to do that. Can feel lonely. Yes, sir. What is receiving when there's a, an evaluation of what I'm receiving and I'm not receiving? Just, just receive the evaluation. Everything is being produced. You're not producing anything. We think we are. We think we're thinking. But thinking is thinking. We're not thinking. To think that you're thinking is creates a what? The illusion of a thinker, which needs to be protected which needs to be advanced, which needs to be respected. Mark Bowling. Go ahead, Mark. Um, is it minding my own business to uh, witness people that uh, are kind of friends hurting someone and in a way that I'm not sure that they really understand? Bowling. So and that's the kind of question I want. So that's why it is. And for one person is there, another person is there, three people are there. Are there? One person will receive that in such a way that they will be able to step into that and stop it, or change it, or fundamentally bring it to a halt if somebody's hurting someone else. If I'm following you correctly, and another situation. Uh, might be where that person might step in there, but because they're stepping in there, not out of their clarity and not out of respect for the, for the confusion, but out of wanting to stop the confusion. Warfare, warfare. It's all over. It's all over the world. They're doing it everywhere. Just watch television, watch Afghanistan, watch the incredible ins insanity of supposedly really, really intelligent human life. It's insane. We can't do that. It's too big of a leviathan. It is a, a landslide. It's been going on for centuries. Can't stop it. What can you do? You could train your mind so that you, you not only don't add to it out of your wanting to stop it. You stop something that um, it's, it's more like we get a credential out of being the one who's trying to stop things. We get a credential out of being the one who helps people. I'm not saying we shouldn't help people, of course but be very clear about minding your own business. When I say that, it's, it's like make sure it's your business. How do you do that? You look at it, you observe it, you smell it, you taste it, you hear it, you know what this is. You've been practicing doing this with your own mind by facing the wall. Mark Bowing, <clears throat> is it copping out to uh, let it go? I didn't say about letting anything go. You can't let anything go if you're not hanging on to it. <laughs> don't hang on. Don't let go. Those are the three poisons. Don't don't let go. If there seems to be hanging on, just look at it. If there seems to be letting go, just look at it. But don't don't necessarily bring in. And this takes skill uh, in the sense of uh, skillful means uh, to actually train your mind so well so thoroughly that when, when you do something you're doing it with the karma that is arising there and not forcing your own particular personal me 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 willpower on it very difficult if you see something flash up over here that you think is wrong or needs to be fixed the pull to go in there and do something about that is very strong but it's not just about trying to help the, the poor uh 
abused person or animal or anything like that. I'm not saying that. It's also about getting a credential so that so that you don't have to really look at your own mind stream because you've got plenty of crap out here in the world to fix or work on. Spiritual materialism. This doesn't mean there shouldn't be organizations that take care of that. And if you want to, then join them or maybe start one. I'm not saying I'm not against any of that. I'm just saying if you're here listening to me, train the mind so that when you do go into that uh, that space where you may be creating something or joining something or working in an outside world, you spend a lot of time looking at the inside world because this is where the basic garbage starts. All the stuff you see in the world started here. Say to. During um, meditation instruction, you say you just watch the thoughts that are on your business like clouds. Will we know our business if it rises? Yes. Well, there's no guarantee, but we have to start. We need to know if I learn how to use this rope and this pick and these or this particular uh, clothing and these kind of shoes, will I be able to climb that mountain? Guarantee of it, but but you if you train your mind before you. Uh, get off the cushion, there's a good possibility you'll be more aligned with the dependent origination that is showing up that needs to occur because of the force uh, that is behind it. This causes that, causes that. It's not just cause and effect. That's simple-minded. And a lot of times there's a simple-minded approach to karma. Do this or this. Or, or I really have bad karma. I have really good karma. It's just karma. Shukavine. In an example of two people fist fighting, like you and Sogren, yeah, yes. What is what is the insight that allows somebody to to step into that that isn't about the, the control of wanting to stop something? What is the insight? What is yeah? What is the insight about that situation? What do you want to know? I understand your question, but I'm not stepping into that labyrinth with you. What do you want to know? What do you see when you step into something out of respect? You might want to say what you smell. What do you see? You see, you see an open, open dimension. No matter what kind of energy is happening, it is an open dimension. And what is that open open dimension? It is your mind. You, don't, you can't step into something else because there is no other. That's an illusion. I'm not here to build a bunch of stair steps for people. Look in your own mind. Look in your mind. Sit down, hold still. Train your mind to see clearly. Go ahead. We gave you such a great answer. You should have another question. I'll drink some hot water. Mind. Is there... Yes, sir. Any way to, to flash on space when, when those uh, warfare is really... Yeah, if the warfare is already underway, it might be difficult to do anything other than just observe the warfare, especially in your own mind stream or in someone coming towards you. It, it might just be as big a spectator as you can at, the, at that time rather than try to stop it or manipulate it, or 
shut down on it, passion, aggression, ignorance, or blame someone or blame yourself. That's that creates uh, that strengthens and fuels the ego mind to. Uh, I just can't get this right. I'm just always failing in it. Jeez, I'm bowing. What is our own business in a, a relationship? Um, I think Century and I are doing our best to work together to raise Rumi. And there's uh, an area where we both have very different styles, and yet we really would like to do the, our best for Rumi. So what is it in a, a relationship to, to mind my own business when you have to work together on something? Oh, I have a lot of summit meetings. It's a marriage, so you, you need to have a lot of communication. Is that when she says something, uh, then make sure that what you're hearing is what she's actually intending, rather than just jumping off from her words into what you think she means. So that, and then as a as we know, uh, with Rumi, uh, he needs uh, he's, uh, doesn't always feel safe, as you know. So he gets terrified easily. And so a lot of his activity is trying to make sure he's safe, trying to be in charge of everything. So uh, give, him, give him a lot of room to do that and always uh, relate to uh, Senshu, to his mom, about how that's done, rather than just I'm the dad, I'm, I'm going to do this and this and this. Be very respectful of her, even though you might say, well, she's babying him too much. You should really look at uh, her insight around that. Do it together. Communicate, cooperate, collaborate. You can't really collaborate or cooperate anything unless there's a lot of communication. A lot of the communication has to shows up as, I don't really understand what this is. It's okay. Uh, not understanding is powerful form of understanding. They're not separate from each other as much as you think they are. The ego mind clings. It wants to be right. It does not want to be wrong. Your particular issue is pride. Are you agreeing with me? Okay. Not to get, you don't have to get rid of pride. You just have to realize that some of your communication, some of your negotiation or some of your explanation is, is somehow might have a protector come up and make sure that you're not incorrect. It's, it's, it's a very difficult area. You know, I've dealt with it a lot, personally. I don't want to be wrong. Jeez, I'm bowing. How do you know what is a child's business and what is a parent's business? So I can't tell you something that's going to solve. You can just apply like a grid to everything. But the most important thing you can do for a, a child, a child, my understanding, having been one, uh, is to um, meet them where they're at, which is what I always say, and then and make sure they're safe. Beyond that, be very careful of any training you give to them. That being said, that means if they start being aggressive, that you don't step in and say, uh, there's another way to do that. You're going to actually ask them what they want. And that you might have to listen to just yelling for a long time. You, know that. you need a compliment? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll give you one then. I think you're doing very well. He's very lucky to have you. Not that that has luck has anything to do with it, other than everything. Uh, to be, for him to be born in a monastery is pretty rare. 
there aren't any family monasteries that I know of. She's just looking at all the different aspects where we're having to have relationships and then to bring in mind your own business just presents a lot of confusion about what what is the relationship if, if we were to look at the monastery proper there's a tremendous amount of relationships this is your business you're the so council here so this is if i walk out of here everything here is your business but that doesn't mean that means more from from the sense of, of receiving what's happening not necessarily going in and based on your uh open fear what have you or your feeling of being in control or not in control watch how much you're doing that because you want to be the controller you don't have to get rid of it because if you really see it clearly it won't have much say so but if, if we feel um frozen between uh how to address something and knowing we need to address it is there a way to slow down or to, to help us fundamentally support the situation. So being, being a meditator, then uh, we'd say that just a, well, awareness, the, the, the five sense consciousnesses are uh, don't have a past and a future other than in the mind, which tends to take those over and interpret every damn thing. So just uh, don't maintain it, don't stay there, but just flash on gravity, as I've said before, uh, how your clothes feel. Think something that is occurring in the sense fields that is right here, right now. How things smell, the color of the walls in the room you're in, the pattern, someone's clothing, and how how the wrinkles are in the sleeves. Very, very subtle thing. Where where you're, what you're doing is you're you're retraining. Uh, you have to do a lot of sitting meditation. You can't just do this in post meditation or meditation in action. It's it's it's, uh, it's very subtle and it's very easy in that area to get a credential that you're more present than the other person because you're really aware of all this other stuff. So, uh, very important to just receive and also receive the feeling that you, you are not in the present moment. That you're not, that there's some kind, some other situation that happens, uh, when one is really with the sense fields and the mind is not allowed to, to, be the CEO in that area, but actually just gets to be another sense field. Uh, it can be quite um, scary, uh, painful, and even frightening to the ego mind that wants to be in control. Fear of death, fear of oblivion. This is what runs most, most of the world is run on open fear. Hope for something better, fear of something much more. Can you tell somebody to mind their own business? You certainly can situational there are times when it might be better to say uh you know i say i don't see any reason why you need to know that or i would need to know that and there's all kind of, it's so situational but you won't uh if you don't live out of standards or protocols we have some here that are very strong and they're meant to train your your mind they're not meant to get you to obey control we do this so that we can train our mind to see what moves in the mind stream without being seduced by it without being frightened by it and without ignoring it and yet if that does happen to be aware of that occurring without starting in world war three go ahead a lot of the teachings seem really easy if you're working with reasonable people <laughs> uh, enough said <laughs>
Please, please ask you a question. <laughs> it's sometimes startling when you confront somebody that becomes so unreasonable that there's no ability to interchange. So I'm wondering about um, how do we how do we support a situation where there's where there isn't that reasonableness? Uh, again, very situational. It's uh, just like ethics are situation. To try to set up a bunch of ethics, you're just asking for trouble. And you're asking for those who don't give a damn about that and will go under it and use the ethics to protect themselves to abuse others. I'm not going to write short stories about that right now, but it's true. And so in that situation, I would say uh, that's very situational. So it depends, 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 depends on all the different elements. Is the person, does the person meditate? Is the person a resident? Is the person a monk? Is, is, is. All the, is, is your mom or your, or your dad or whomever? And to, to bring all that together so that you have, this is why I say don't do anything unless you have to. This allows a lot more time for the color, the tone, the shape, the fragrance of a particular situation. All the senses can be used. You don't have to just think stuff. And do that and that way if you do make a movement in that area it'll come out of uh, the kind of chemistry that is basically saying you're here that person if they're functioning in a way where they're unreasonable can't even communicate let alone cooperate just refuses to tell you because they know if they start to tell you what they're telling you is susceptible to what intelligence the intelligence of someone hearing you say well i thought this and this and this uh, they don't want to tell you because they know that if they don't say anything then you can't tell, can't tell if they've really made a mistake or anything. Sneaky. I do it all the time. What is intelligence when it is liberated from the worldly darkness? Wisdom. What is wisdom? Nothing in particular. Everything. It's everything. It's wisdom. We need some kind of a word, so that's the one we're using. Sanskrit word is yan. I think it is. Isn't that correct, Tisha? Yan. Just to need something, some kind of an index so that we can even practice. We need, uh, we need structure, form, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the, the person who understands or the person who is functioning as a teacher, uh, what is being taught. Community of people that are together that are trying to understand it very simply. It seems to be very necessary. But there can be conflict even in that situation, misinformation, people being fearful and disrupting things. It happens also. Akaran. Akaran Bowing, your teaching of, uh, of no separation, how does that work with this statement of mind your own business? I don't know. Let me think about it for a moment. Same thing. Mind your own business is, is a way of, of uh, coming into that area where we're getting ready to move into a territory that looks like we should do something about that or we should stop that or we should fluff this up or damp that down or uh, do anything is to just observe what's happening. And you might see that you're not really separate. You're separated, of course. I'm over here, you're over there, but we're fundamentally not separate from it. 
This is called respect. This doesn't mean that you have to respect somebody who's abusing someone else, but you might have to give some kind of uh, space to the confusion so that that way you see the way in which you should enter that situation, uh, shall we say, upaya, skillfully, so that, so that you cause as little problem as possible and bring as much, I don't know, all kinds of words might apply, depends on the situation, but as much uh, um, taking some of that uh, negativity out of it or reducing the negativity because of your interaction. More, Hakaran? Hakaran Bowing, in, in that sense of what you're saying, we're always simply working with ourselves. Yeah, you're, you're always working with the projections. It just looks like other stuff. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Katie. Katie Bowing, um, how do you know when to mind your business or not mind your business when the roles have changed, when the parent has become the child, especially when the safety is involved? Well, again, it's... You know, it's it's situational, but you won't understand the situation unless you first trained your mind, at least it looks here, I'm looking at this for half a century, unless you first looked at all the ways situations show up in the mind stream as being truth or false or not important. Poisons again. Train your mind so that you can see that in yourself, because if you still have hidden, dark, shadowy areas in yourself that you've not at least looked into, you know, to get rid of them, but look into them and say, you might come to a conclusion like I'm, I'm, uh, um, I'm depressed or I have anxiety, any number of things that come up and need to look at, look at that situation and include that through, through your perception, through your awareness, so that when you get up off the cushion and you go in the situation you just described, then you can work with that in such a way that is respectful to the confusion. This is what quite often, and you know, uh, if, you, if you look at the way society handles confusion uh, or any kind of disturbance, is just to stop it, shut it down, hit it, call the police, instead of try to meet the confusion where it's at, which is risky and dangerous. It's dangerous to do that. It's not only dangerous, to, you know, physically dangerous could be all kinds of different ways. And here again, it's a situational. It is, is it your parents? Is it, is it somebody else's parents? Is it so? If it's somebody that, that you're hooked into through a relationship, uh, like uh, you know, a blood relationship, and there's a lot of turmoil, then then limit your time with them. But any time you do spend with them, make it uh, as uh, soft and positive as possible with no correction. Correct no one. Come in because it, it's sometimes the correction is means that you'll feel better if at least you do something, but you're not necessarily going to be helpful to them because you've not really looked at the situation and you're operating out of your own need to to do something about it rather than what the fundamental situation is more than likely is the fear and terror that that person is dealing with that causes them to bring up all kinds of things that are uh, affecting you in such a way that you ask such a question. People are suffering, and the ones that are suffering the most uh, don't even know it. They have it covered up with a lot of aggression, finger pointing, not to mention AK-47s and whole armies suffering because they don't understand the nature of reality. They do not understand the nature of being human. And 
lot of religions try to address this in different uh, ways. Some of them are very primitive, uh, doing the best they can. I would say, in your own business, he's practicing something in your own business. Further? Um, how do you work with that when you know you want to mind your own business? The stuff that they're doing is making your situation worse. And if you don't intervene, it's detrimental. But gotcha. doing intervening is intervening and it's none of your business. How do you? I got you. you well, you listen, you heard, you ask a question. I'm saying intervene. It's a situation. When I say mind your business, I'm trying to, I know you can't help it. Hell, I can't help it. I'm interviewing, I'm not minding my business here, am I? I'm telling you guys stuff and you ask me questions and I say, I don't know, or else I might say, well, in that case, you would do this and then you would. So, but I'm saying in that situation, that the way you're describing this, now I don't know whether you're describing this to, to me in such a way, so I'm going to fail at helping you. Really? Oh, really? Oh, thanks. Thank you. See what I'm saying by that little? No, it's hard. It's hard. So I'm saying, if you can, with them, I don't know the situation, but with them, any time you spend time, you don't have to look at your watch, but time it so that you're not spending more than three or four minutes interacting. If you can, now, if you can't, you might not be able to. There might be that situation where you're, you know, you're you're tied to the fence post and you can't get away from them. But if you can spend time just being not not over the top, but just complimentary to them, get anything they 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 really people really respond to. People just want to be heard, you know. So you can listen to, even though it's pretty shitty what you're listening to, and then so you don't have to overdose on that poison. Then just say, "Whoops, got to go, got to get going, got another appointment, got something else." Make it minimal. But don't correct them. Don't argue with them. Don't, even though it's obvious that they're wrong. So don't do anything with it. Mind your own business. But while you're there, how's that going? How, how's your, how, how did that go at the dentist? Or, um, did you ever get that back door lock fixed? Simple, pragmatic. Bring the relationship into sound, space, smell. Uh, seeing what things are, what things, so that you, because you have an agreement, like you're sitting there, I'm sitting there, this is our agreement. We don't know it's an agreement, we think it's separation. It's a fundamental agreement. Yes. How do it work with the feeling that things would just be easier if they weren't here anymore? And the guilt is coming. Yeah. Well, you have some guilt with that? Yes. I mean, you'd like them to die? What? You'd like them to die? I don't want them to die, but... Yeah, don't worry about it. Yes. Who doesn't? I want people to die. Still a few people that think it's better off not to be there. <laughs> no, don't, don't, please. Anything that arises in the mind stream is really none of your business. Remember the name of the talk? None of your business. Everything that arises in the mind stream is just like clouds. Interesting, fascinating, threatening, delightful, sunlit, rainbows. None of your business. You get no credit, no blame. But you're responsible for every damn thing. What is that? That means respond, respond, respond to everything. However you respond, that's how you respond. Go slow. Sit a lot. Any questions? Question from Ken in New York. What's the first name? Ken. Okay. 
to receive, to watch, not to meddle, all feels hijacked by material How do you know you're doing it? If you won't know, in that confusion, I circle right around. Is that Ken Show? Yeah. We'll make a difference if I know who it is. But since I don't, I will say don't worry about it. I would say don't don't go in and try to do anything with that. You won't know. If you know something's fishy, material the materialism that shows up is knowing this and not knowing that. How do you know meditation is working? You won't know. This is a spiritual path, my friends. You may have to practice for decades with being totally unsure of what you're doing. But that's why it's so important to find a teacher. Find a teaching, find a community. Yes, sir. Human body. How do we know we're minding our own business on fishing? No, no. The knowing it takes up a form. Just receive. Just receive. And the way I say that, the way I teach that is don't add, subtract, or divide. Don't do anything with what's arising. Mind your own business. Your thoughts are not your business. When we receive final question and something comes up and then turn back to like a work situation mm -hmm. and rises again, do we need to do anything with that? Um, well, the way you're describing it, I'd say no, but uh, if I knew more about it, I might, I might say yes. I might ever, but you, you'll know. Um, centers around communication. Louder, please. If it involves communication, would you suggest um, communicating? Communicating. Yeah, I would. Which was what? Listen 90% of the time, talk 10. Receive, receive, receive. That's hard to do. You can't, you can't even do that. But if you set that up, then you'll notice that you chatter quite a bit with others to fill up the space so you don't have to do what? Listen to them. Anybody disagree with that? You might be that one person that doesn't do that. Or that. I don't know. It's just a it's just a way of communication just helping us listen, try to receive what people are doing, because they're they're unhappy. Or if they are acting happy, maybe there's something happening there that is covered up by that. Are we ever not ultimately alone? Only when you think you aren't. Uh, there are no, there are, there are, there are, the illusion of different people is, is just that, it's an illusion. It doesn't mean that we're all one either. That's another misunderstanding put forth by people who want to know stuff. It's all, always alone. And these are words. I don't really feel alone. I'm with my daughter, my son. My partner, I don't feel alone. I'm with my teacher, I don't feel alone. But we're not talking about the, the aloneness necessarily of loneliness, uh, where you're, something is wrong, you're missing, you don't have anybody, you're all by yourself. We're talking about alone. And alone is uh, quite fine. Why? Because uh, there isn't anyone else. Yet everybody's here. That's why it's called a spiritual path. I know you didn't ask the question, but I can't really smile. Ken, is there, was it Ken? Oh, it's a nice show. Oh, I can smile at a nice show. Of course. Nice show. 
Is she hiding behind uh, Naisho's name? Are you there, Naisho? More about that or more about something else for that matter? Have it. Wait, Kurt. How do I mind my own business in dealing with a family member who appears to be in self-destruct mode with their addictions? You know, uh, again, I use this word constantly because you ask a question. I, I don't have a generic response to that, but I get that kind of question quite a bit. And I, and I say, uh, less is better. Uh, less, less talking, but don't abandon them. And if you can be around them or stay in touch with them, sometimes that's the most helpful thing you can do because, like you said, they're in self-destruct mode. They've tried everything else, and the only thing they can do is just you know, overdose or whatever it may be. And, uh, and the very thing that they're over, I understood you to say overdose. Is it a drug? Yeah, just addiction. But, you know, that, that's kind of a way out. It takes the pressure off uh, our, our karma as it arises as a particular being with particular issues and problems that are, seem to be built right into us from the time we were born. I know my issues are, are very strong. The minute I could move. So, Uh, I could talk to you personally, if you wish, at some point about that. There might be something to, uh, on the uh, situation that could happen. But less is better. I mean, it may sound like to you, or, or you may even feel like to them that you're abandoning them somewhat because you're no longer interested or you're no longer fussing about them or giving them advice. They do a 12-step. 12-step. That is a relative way of working with them. Keep the person alive anyway. Certainly. Other questions? Any questions uh, on uh, Zoom? Gilkado Bowing, uh, Yu Hong has a question. Okay. Situationally, uh, Yu Hong Bowing, situationally, can taking action with awareness slash attention be included in minding your own business, Bowing? Well, yes, the way you phrase it, yes, because then you're aware. And uh, I don't know if I would go into that elaboration of concepts about it so much, but if you're, if you're receiving whatever is happening, then you're and not with no intention of stopping or starting or manipulating it, then you will, you will be, able to be able to see more clearly the fundamental nature of the situation rather than the surface level, which is probably your projections on we tend to, it's very difficult to see what any situation is because we settle for our pro, our projections because they, they show up right away. It's called judgment, evaluation, instant evaluation based on, on just habit patterns. It's just easier to just rather just not know, not know, not know, look at somebody that's a situation that's a terrible situation and just not know what it is, not know what it is, not know what it is. We run into this in the medical area, psychological area, uh, everywhere. It's like, that's why we have all these protocols that if this happens, that means it's this. If that, if that shows up, then it's this. And we all know, Mickey probably know, that this sometimes works okay, and then other, other times just completely misses the whole thing and the, the whole thing collapses because it wasn't really, the, the confusion that was there in the first place was not respected. It's very easy 
to just go into something that feels safe. Life is not safe. And that's why all of the laws and rules and so on are, are show the intention, but, but they don't deal with the fundamental situation, fundamental situation. Instead, we have police <laughs> instead of looking at what, why do we have to have police? If we were to help people, everybody, not necessarily turning into a socialist right now, I don't have to. I've always been that. Socialist to me just means help people. If somebody needs help, you don't look at their credential. You don't look at uh, whether they have a cardboard sign with crayon on it or whether they have a sign that was made at uh, Speedy Sign Obama. <laughs> help them. Um, you were mentioning the right of way, right of way or right away. Uh, how does that um, right away situation in our mind help us see when we're not minding our own business? What, what do you want to know? What, no. what do you want to know? When something arises immediately, is there a tendency to not mind our own business if we? Act out of that. Um, it could be. It's the idea of a slow down and instead of jumping into the thing, jumping to a conclusion about it because it feels safer. Is allow allow some space, allow more space there. Does that safeness we're looking for cause us to jump into somebody's business? Yeah. There's only there's the only true safety, true safety is uh, finding out your true nature and seeing seeing that who you are uh, can't be threatened, it's not endangered because you're no longer I'm not saying you're not here with a body mind complex, but the attachment is you're not, you you realize you're not just a body, you're not just a mind. You realize that there isn't anything that you are separate from anywhere. It has to be a realization. Can't be just a bunch of fancy thought patterns that you can have translated into three or four different languages. You have to see it, and you may be able to. If you see it, you may be able to talk about it or teach it. You may not. Question for Nettie. Nettie. Correct no one and not accept anything. How to receive untruth? So I'd have to. We'd have to almost have a conversation to see exactly where you're going, but uh, the fundamental response I would have, uh, I'm being distracted by uh, either banana or, what's it? is it banana? Uh, thanks, Kelly. Is banana listening? Yeah, good. So the fundamental uh, area there, Nettie, is, that, is to uh, see the situation in your mind first, because if there's cover-ups in the mind, about the very thing you're asking about, then, then when you enter into that or run into that, that gets triggered in your in your outside environment, so to speak, in the world with other people, with their confusion and their clarity coming at you and moving away from you and proposing this and taking away this. Then that area, because it hasn't been observed and, and understood deeply in your mindstream, we tend to bring that out uh, into the world. So. Train, train this. Go within. Sounds kind of silly. Go within. Go within. Go with God. 
sit down, hold still, watch what moves, and do it for the rest of your life. Until such time comes, and it, perhaps it will, perhaps it won't, when the boundary between sitting and looking at a wall and, and walking around uh, in the park, uh, feeding pigeons or talking to your spouse are not two different things. There's anything different anymore. It's always just this, just this, just this. Past and future are gone. Is that a guarantee? Absolutely not. This is not some kind of mystical marketing. Has my tone gotten harsh enough for you guys, or should I crank it up a couple? What are those things called centigrades? Is that the one that has all the legs, the centigrade, or is that the Fahrenheit? Tardy grades, that's right, tardy grades. Any further questions? Jason Bowen. Jason, I've been waiting for you to have a question. My oh, goodness. thank you. How do I take action or make a decision when I am fully aware that I'm confused and I would prefer to take a look at it, but it's a situation where action is needed? Uh, the only thing I can say, uh, since the situation is what well, situational, the only thing I would say is you might want to double check on whether it's really needed, because I think that's the that's the issue there. Is if the first jump is into I really need to do this, probably not. I mean, if it's you know get a uh, something to do with your health that might be, demand something right away, or something to, that do that has to do with paying your bills, maybe. But uh, there's a lot of other things that really can wait a bit. We're talking about, I'm talking about not having personal assistance and needing to take action to make sure that I have people to help me. Not taking action could lead to just not being having anyone here, you know? So yeah, and a lot of my decisions revolve around that. You know, how do I better advertise? How do I better attract people or not do this or that, you know, to make sure that I have the people and the right people to help. Can, can you, let me ask this, do you have one person who is a family or a friend or something that can function as a, someone you can discuss this with or some, some kind of a go-between that can interview these people for you? Well, that would be wonderful. Um, have anybody to do that? Not, not one person, no. Um, I generally try to work with the good PAs and, and, and ask their opinions and have them help help me. But right now, I'm at a spot where I don't have yeah. many of those people Sounds or good. any of those people. Isn't there, isn't there, is there anybody know of any social structure that could uh, help Jason? Is there any? Maybe you've already looked into all of that, but it seems like there'd be someone that could help you um, you, you would think, you, you would think it, it, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, and this is one of Bushy. Oh, sorry. I was, where do you live, Jason? Uh, Kansas. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll look, I know somebody here who does, so maybe they know someone there I can ask. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyone else have any ideas about what we should do next? You have a question? 
Any further questions on the, on the mind your own business other than, other than trying to help Jason? Situational, situation. You'll know if you, if you spend some time getting to know yourself, as uh, my teacher, Trunk uh, Burnwood Jay said, make friends with yourself. But in order to do that, you have to look at a lot of crazy crap or in, uh, incongruous aspects of your mind stream that just will not settle down in mind. And what do I say about that? Just receive it. You don't have to improve at all. Don't believe anything I say, but consider what I'm saying. You, you don't, the whole improvement thing moves us right out of the spiritual path, right down the hillside, right into the valley uh, of the kings. And I mean that literally. Getting ahead, being king, falling behind, being a peasant. Up that mountain. Start by looking at the wall. I'll help you with your permission. She show. Uh, I was just wondering if it is at all even possible to mind your own business till you have seen through the self. And once you do that, then there is no minding business, minding your own business, is it? Yeah, that but, minding your own business is, a, is a, this ground path and fruition. The threefold logic is the ground is the suffering, the difficulty, the stress, the anxiety. Don't need to keep going on. But then the path is training your mind to see clearly what this is fundamentally, not just how to solve problems. So ground path and fruition. And what we're talking about here, mind your own business, is, is the path. Sometimes I talk about fruition, which is uh, lots of fancy words for that. Tathagata garba, shunyata, not separate. But until that comes about, there's still... It still has to be path until you realize your true nature. Realize that there is no one. There's a lot of stuff going on, but there's no person here. And there's no one out here. Until that's seen, uh, then you'll continue. Uh, we'll all continue to believe in the illusion of self and other. It's extreme. It is an extreme illusion, as they say. The Tibetans say, uh, the dream you have at night. This is a sample dream. It tells you this is what a dream is. It's something you have, you think it's true, you wake up and realize, ah, it's just a dream. I just dreamed that I was a, I was a buffalo and uh, I do what I want. Then I woke up for the dream and what did I discover then? Then I discovered something I think is real. Oh, that was a dream. But what is being said in this teaching is that's the sample dream that lets you know what a dream is. And, and how it just is unreal and yet really, really brilliant and in your face and seems so convincing at the time. So now you'll wake up uh, to this world and this is the real dream. So that that's, what do you do with that? Train your mind. And how do you do that? The way we do it here is not the only way, but the way we're doing it here is the way it's been done in this tradition for 2,500 years. Buddha, the Dharma, so I'm the teacher of the teaching and the community. Return to that. You may need to just read a book and meditate a little bit. And maybe you don't need a teacher, I don't know. That would be my suggestion. One further question, if there is one. 
Yes. Gokuro Bowing Yuhong has another question in the chat box. Okay, can you read it? Yes. It says, it is very hard to receive difficult emotions, especially shame and fear, if I can't mind my own business. Besides observing the thoughts, anything I can do? Bowing. So I would say, Yuhong, I would just say, just continue. Shame and fear are just, the, the, what, the, what, what we do is we try to get rid of the shame or the fear. And the shame and the fear are dependently risen. Some, this cause that, 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 and then shame comes up and then fear comes up and then cause that, cause that. The basic misunderstanding, the basic issue or problem is mistaken identity. There's no one who's ashamed. So the shame can do whatever it wants to do. It wants to hang around, fine. It's unreal. It's insubstantial. At the same time, it's intense. And it, we feel it. It's painful. But there's no solid being here. So the, the feeling of shame, the feeling of anxiety, the feeling of any anything arising uh, may come and it may not. But there will be a time come if you continue on this path when you don't care what kind of what you're feeling. Because you know it's uh, dependent arisen. It's like you just no longer take the weather personally. It's just raining. It's just fog. It's just moonbeams. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just this. It's just this. Past and future are, are imputed. There is no such thing. Well, believe me, it's very disrespectful to believe someone who's lying. Okay, that's good. You can wrap it. It's a wrap. penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Rajna Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokopoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, Harsanga, family, friends, and visitors. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.